Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Very excited to be speaking with Deborah Price. She is the founder and CEO of the Money Coaching Institute, which provides money, business coaching services, and training to individuals, couples, and families. She's a formal financial advisor for over 20 years with firms such as Merrill Lynch, Mass Mutual, AIG, and London Pacific Advisors. Deborah left the financial industry to pioneer the field of behavioral money coaching in 2001. And today she's really going to talk with us about how to cope with money issues, both practically, psychologically, and how to get over the struggle that so many of us have when it comes to our money patterns, beliefs, and behaviors that prevent us from experiencing our full financial potential. This is a very educational episode. It's a very educational interview. Uh, I had a great time talking with Deborah, and I know that you will definitely find value, especially since finances and money is one of the most common struggles amongst all genders, all ages. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor to have you on our show today. Great. Well, thank you for having me. We always like to start off the episode by letting our audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and all the great work that you've been up to in your own words. Oh, well, I'd love to. So initially, um, a lot of people don't know this uh, because I've been in the field for a very long time, but I started on my journey as a financial advisor and I managed money and did wealth management financial planning for over 20 years before I left the industry and became one of the pioneers of the field of money coaching. And our work specifically is behavioral money coaching because all those years that I was in the trenches helping people to learn how to manage and plan and do the best they could with their money, um, I realized that all the best advice, all the best planning in the world didn't really help people to achieve their longer-term goals because their behaviors were somehow disrupting their process. So in other words, we have visions and goals and dreams that we hope to create, but because of the way the brain is wired and the way that patterns are formed in early childhood, we often don't have much of a chance because it's like there are two lanes. One is a conscious lane, and the other one is so subconsciously driven, and that's the one we need to understand more so that we can make the change and then actually succeed to the degree that we want to. So that's how I got started, and now I've been the founder and CEO of the Money Coaching Institute. This is our 20th year in business, so I've been doing this for a while. It's wonderful work and makes a huge difference. So I, before we jump into the topic, I'd love to just dive into the journey just a little bit more. What really sparked the igniting of, um, you know, creating the Money Institute and building that passion of um, helping create more of a money awareness? 
Well, I think it was twofold for me in that I've always been very psychologically and spiritually oriented. I just came in that way. I'm very wired that way. And so what I would see is how people would, um, you know, they would say one thing and then they would do something quite opposite to that. And then they'd feel a lot of shame or embarrassment or guilt. And that would happen repetitively over the course of many years. And I began to realize that some of that was much more psychologically oriented and that there was also sort of this spiritual disconnect, like that money somehow can't also be um, part of your spiritual journey and your spiritual life. And I think that that um, stems from a lot of really negative programming and that in fact, the more spiritually oriented we are and also grounded in the real material world, the happier humans tend to really have um, some firm footing in the practical material world in our more psychological nature and an understanding of ourselves. So awareness of self is very, very important. And then we also need some sort of spiritual grounding because in every life there are challenges and there are times when the world feels very scary and unsettling, like when the market crashes or we have a recession. And when a person is totally focused on money in the material world and times get tough, that is going to feel really uncomfortable. So we all need something we can lean into that. And I, I'm not a person who believes necessarily in religion, but I do believe that as we cultivate a more spiritual relationship with money, that we're going to be happier humans. So I noticed that. And then I also noticed that the financial services industry of which I've been a part of for now many, many years, they were so focused on the practical that that's part of why people don't actually become more integrated and have more of a holistic perspective about money. And, you know, what, what I discovered is that until a person becomes more fully integrated and actually learns to understand themselves and their dynamics at an, at an inside level, they have a very hard changing their reality on the outside. Mm. In other words, whatever's going on inside of us is truly what where the, the goods are that we need to till the soil and understand before we can affect changes in the outside of our lives, externally, material, uh, financially, etc. Mm, absolutely. So, so I'd love to ask, I know that you do a lot of work. Uh, you've been in this industry for a while. You've made quite a name for yourself and your company. Uh, um, and you do a lot of work with neuroeconomics. If you can, can you, can you just break that down for our audience? Define what that is for those of us that are unfamiliar with that term. And let's talk about that a little bit. I think that's a very interesting and, um, topic that is probably the first step of really building that relationship. So neuroeconomics is a really fascinating field that not many people know about, but um, essentially it's a multidisciplinary field that looks at the psychology of money, economics, behavioral finance, um, and really looks at the brain and the neuroscience aspects of, you know, how and why we do what we do. So from a money coaching standpoint, what I've done and spent a lot of my life writing about and working in is developing processes that help people sort of to tap into um, a deeper understanding of these dynamics within themselves. So we created what we call a core money coaching process that's kind of a diagnostic tool 
it helps to map out and name what would be someone's underlying patterns and behaviors. And, you know, from a neuroscience and neuroeconomics point of view, it can be helpful to understand that we're kind of on this evolutionary journey, right? And, you know, we started out as very simple humans that were hunter-gatherers, and every day was like Groundhog Day. We had to get up and go out and hunt or gather in order to source and sustain our very basic survival, as in, like, shelter. Really strive for much more because that was pretty much all we knew how to do. And eventually, as the brain grew and we developed um, a more higher functioning mammalian brain, and then we got the upgrade to brain 2.0, which we call the emotional brain. So, perfect. So, the emotional brain then is um, so when we got that upgrade, it gave us a lot more storage and capacity. So, now we have this long term memory storage cabinet that we can fill with all kinds of history, memories, experiences, emotions. The challenge with that is that most of the things that are happening that are influencing us relative to money are being hardwired between the ages of two and 12. And the brain at that point is growing very, very rapidly. So we have these experiences, some of them unpleasant, the more challenging someone's childhood is either emotionally, behaviorally, or let's say you're in a family where there are lots of literal financial challenges and deprivation and scarcity, the more challenging some of those patterns were that got hardwired in childhood. Then those memories get stuffed into the long-term subconscious archive. And, you know, for the most part, we never think about it again, but don't think that they're not there and don't think they don't have an influence. They have a substantial influence. And eventually we got to brain 3.0, which we're just going to call the thinking brain. And the thinking brain is where most of us should be and where we'd like our clients to be relative to money. But the instinctive brain, which is wired for survival and wired for desire and tends to make us human wantings and is highly reactive, whenever that part of the brain gets activated um, and or the emotional brain has some old toxic painful memories, gets triggered, we tend to lose access temporarily to the thinking brain, which is the part of our brain we really should be in when it comes to money and making good financial choices. So unfortunately, by virtue of the design of the brain, we tend to have a lot more challenges around money than most people realize. Now, the good news is, is that the more you understand yourself and you understand your own patterning and how you got to where you are today, we then suddenly have knowledge and power and that new awareness is an incredible opportunity and sort of springboard to changing the behaviors that are driving you and most of us um, at a subconscious level. You know, my philosophy is, and this is what I train, you know, I'm also trained the certified money coach training is we always say, if you can't name it, you can't change it. And so naming your patterns and understanding them is the first step. So that's essentially um, a bit about, you know, money in the brain and neuroeconomics. Mm. Well, you know, I, I'm hearing everything that you're saying, and it's so interesting because I feel, especially nowadays, not only are we having to become more self-aware in regards to what our thoughts are, our relationship with money, but also how we're influenced by today's society and media because we are being told the story um, you know, on social media and constantly comparing ourselves to other people's success and their their financial gain. Um, and I think that also plays into what we're telling ourselves and 
what it means to be financially successful or um, definitely plays a role into our relationship with how we see and how we want money. Well, Nada, you are completely correct in that, you know, you know, we have a tendency as human beings to look out at the world and, you know, our neighbors and our friends and see what they have and think that we should have it too. And so it's a really interesting um, thing in uh, the research that I found many years ago that helped me to understand. So if you think about money as a reward reinforcement system, that, you know, the brain sees money as sort of a commodity that is almost the same as food, sex, drugs, you know, any kind of thing that gives us pleasure, right? So it's very much tied into the pleasure centers of the brain. And, you know, when we do certain activities, it causes dopamine to be produced. And dopamine, dopamine is literally like a drug, a natural drug produced by the brain that gives us a feeling of euphoria. So it appears that the brain established this sort of reward reinforcement system way before money even existed when we were hunter-gatherers. And so now you know, even though we're much higher functioning humans, we still tend to see money more as an object of desire or for pleasure than we do for its more practical utilitarian um, sort of needs, right? So it's easy to get people to talk about what they want and what they desire and, you know, have all that fantasy, but people are not so interested about the planning and the creating and the strategy and all of that, that's boring. And that's by design. The brain really does perceive money as an object of desire. And that's one of the challenges. And that's why we look out at the world and we buy into what social media and advertising would like us to think that we need this stuff when we really don't. And that's why our self-worth and our net worth become um, collapsed into one another. And until we sort of have this journey of powerful exploration and really get the truth of what's real for us as individuals, then other than the prescribed, you know, this is what you should be doing and having, um, we tend to be pretty miserable because once you get it, guess what? The shine wears off pretty fast. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're absolutely right. So what are some you know, I, I, obviously it's a process and nothing happens overnight, but you know, in this, you know, short podcast episode, what is something that we can begin or, or start implementing today that can help us with the, you know, the thought process and the relationship that we have with money? Well, you know, ideally it would be great if everybody could just do work like this individually. And, you know, I have written a book, uh, a couple of books on the subject. One is called Money Magic. And, you know, you can do the exercises in that book and that would really serve you because then you'd at least have the beginning stages of begin of seeing some of your own patterns. But, you know, one of the challenges that I've observed, and that's one of the reasons coaching and therapy are, are so popular, is that we all have our blind spots. And so people often, even when they're doing the work, they can't see it because they're not trained. And also we have blind spots and we sometimes don't want to see things. So the, the first thing is just write your own money biography, because that is a story that should be told. And as you write it, you'll begin to observe some of your own patterns and emotions. And that's really the beginning stages of tilling the soil of the subconscious. So that's a really good step. 
The other thing you could do is log on to my website, moneycoachinginstitute.com, and take the money type quiz, and you will get um, some information on what archetypes or money types are driving you. And sometimes people will look at those scores and they'll go, oh my God, I can't believe it, I'm such a fool archetype. And what I want you to know is if you take the quiz, don't worry about you know, what archetypes you are, because every archetype that you have, consider them a teacher and an ally. They're there to show you where you need to grow. So they're not your personality, they're not who you are, but they represent where you are. Mm. And when you can begin to understand that, you start closing in on what some of the issues are that need to be addressed. Mm. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Deborah. It's been um, a short but very full interview. I'd love to jump into the power section and ask you, do you have a specific book that you've read that's had an impact on your life that you would recommend to us as an audience? You know, I think probably the book that has influenced me the most in the last 10 years would be The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Um, Eckhart is just so brilliant um, at helping people get very clear about this, this moment is all we really have, that, you know, we tend to be humans that are prone to projection. So we're always thinking about what might happen or we live in a place of fear and we're projecting all the time and we project more than anything around money. And, you know, we think we live in a place of fear. We live in a place of scarcity. But if we all really just looked at where we were and we began to be present with, you know, the abundance that is present in our lives, truly present, um, and experience the gratitude of that, it's life-changing. So I highly recommend The Power of Now to everybody. It's a really powerful book. And what's one value that's a non-negotiable for you? Honesty. Yeah, I, that's not negotiable. Mm. Um, I'm really a believer in speaking your truth, and um, I try to live by that, and I also try to make sure that people in my life, whether it's clients or friends or family that that there's always a safe space to be able to speak that Mm. and we always like to ask here at rise up for you if you can leave the world with one final message we call it the golden nugget what would your golden nugget be you know i believe that we are all here for some very specific reason and that we all have a greater purpose and something that we came to express, some gift that is ours uniquely. And that one of the greatest jobs that we have as human beings is to spend time learning what that is, cultivating that gift, and expressing it as fully as we possibly can. And what I have experienced in my own life is that when you have that, you are rich. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Um, but that when you are in possession uh, and you fully own these gifts and express them freely in the world, that you're also always going to be sourced and sustained financially. Mm. And we always like to ask, as you know, we're the company Rise Up For You. That's the podcast. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase, rise up for you? Well, for me, what that means is that we take ownership of our own experience in the world. You know, it's nobody's fault. Um, No matter what we've experienced in our lives, uh, where we are today is no one's fault. 
And it's each of our individual responsibility to sometime realize if something's not working, that we rise up and make the choice and use our own human will to find the resources um, that we need to, to get the help and support that we need to, so that we can rise up to become the person that we already are, but haven't been able to fully experience or express because of blocks or obstacles that have been in our way. Mm. And especially as women, it's time to get out of our own way and it's time to say it's okay to get help and support. And it's okay that I've had these issues in my life. I'm just not okay with it being the way that my story reads forever. Yeah, absolutely. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. How do we support you? How do we get in touch and learn more about all the stuff that you're doing? Well, by all means, you're all welcome to uh, you know, contact me through the Money Coaching Institute. So that's moneycoachinginstitute.com. Um, or you can, you know, all of my contact information, phone numbers, etc. I love talking to people. So, you know, everybody emails these days, but I love actually having human conversations. So if you feel so inclined and want to know more, please, um, by all means, feel free to call. And then, you know, lastly, if we can be of service, you know, if you're interested in the field of money coaching, we do train people. We also train business coaching. So if you're interested, we have, I think, some of the best training in the world. And we are, you know, we're in 32 countries now and we have coaches worldwide. And if you personally are on a journey to explore and understand and transform your relationship with money, um, we are the best there is and uh, we know what we're doing and um, we'd love to help you on that journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Nada. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.